Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. We pray that as we hear, deposit yourself into us and change our stories in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, quickly in 20 minutes or less. 15. Should we do it 15? How much time should I do it? As you flow? You know, if you give me five hours, I'll use it. But today, actually, I wanted to continue where I left off last year, the seven churches of Asia. No, no, no. no. But I'm not doing that. I wanted to continue. I've got seven churches. I dealt with Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Titeria. We are left with Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. But I would possibly go on to that. Because January we are fasting, so I was dealing with prayer and the Holy Spirit. And last week and the other one, I dealt with faith. Because this is our month of faith steps. I want to still continue slightly in the direction of faith, but particularly as it relates to our, the theme of our year. A year of sacrifice. A year of sacrifice. So I want to talk more about faith for sacrifice. Just briefly, I'll see how far I can go. The Christian life is a call to sacrifice. Many people are not aware of that. Jesus Christ in John chapter 12, verse 24, he said, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it's a by, uh, uh, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides or remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. So the production of much grain is a direct function of the dying of the grain. If the seed does not die, it abides alone. God can't do much with your life until he breaks you. And the breaking, God taking us to breaking, is not, God does not impose it on us. He, He always invites us to comply with him, to cooperate is actually the right way. So for God to be able to do anything in your life, it requires your cooperation. He does not force blessings on people. He does not force instructions on people. He does not force things on people for them to do. In the same way, he does not force answer prayers into people who are not praying. God, Bible, Paul puts it this way. He said, we are, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, he said, we are laborers together with God, okay? So he said that we are, um, verse 9, sorry, let's go to verse 9. Verse 9, he said that for, we are fellow workers. We are God's with and we are God's building. So he said, we are fellow workers. We are working with God. Building together with him. So, God does never do it alone on earth. So when he wanted to do something on earth by himself, he actually had to come. Bible says that he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 4. So he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Romans chapter 1, verse 3 talks about God sent forth his son, born of, uh, born of the seed of David according to the flesh. So when God wanted to manifest himself, he had to come as human being because it takes only human beings to do things on earth. So when God wanted to save you and I from our sins, he had to be a human being in order to save you and I from our sins. And um, God never had a body. In John chapter 4, verse 24, says that God is a spirit. So God has never had a body. But on that fateful morning when the angel, or that fateful day when the angel spoke to Mary, according in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 downwards, the angel told Mary, you'll be pregnant, you shall have a child, and you shall call his name Jesus. And the Bible says that in verse 38, Mary said, let it be, I'm a, I'm a handmaid of God, be it unto me according to your word. And immediately she the word became flesh. So John chapter one, verse one, is uh, the, the beginning was the word and the word was God and, and the, uh, the word was God, the word of God. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. So the word became flesh, God being the word, he became flesh. So jo Jesus said that no one has seen God except the only, John 1, 8 who it was in the bosom of the Father, verse 17. So beyond 18, sorry, 17 and 18. Verse 18 particularly has declared him, okay? No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten who is in the bosom of the Father. He actually was one with God, according to Philippians chapter 2. He was one with God, verse from verse 5 down. And he came down to be flesh. Why? Because God can only, watch this, God can only reach out to men through men. That's why the Bible is different from the Quran. In what way? The Quran, it was dictated. The Bible was not dictated. It was written. The Bible says that godly men were, 2 Timothy, 2 Peter chapter 1, were carried by the Spirit of God. So godly men, holy men of God wrote as they were moved. So they did the writing and God did the moving. And yet God did not violate their feelings, violate their thinking. So they felt like, okay, I want to write. As they were writing, they were writing just by themselves. But because they were holy, the Spirit of God used them to produce the Word of God. Quran is different. Quran, it was dictated by acclaimed angel somewhere in a cave. And they had it to one man, the Bible. 40 different men over a period of 1,400 years. Different, some of them have never met each other, never ever tell. Even 100 years different, sometimes you meet anybody. <laughs> Let alone 1,400 years. Some of them lived on different continents, different different backgrounds, all kinds of things. But Bible says in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture, say all scripture. I quoted it earlier. So it's not some of scripture, not part of scripture. All scripture was given by the, the actually, it is, the right word is not inspiration, it's expiration, because inspire is, inspire. but God, the, the Greek word is theonupsis, the breath of God, and it's the, when we talk about the breath of God, we are not talking about, there are two types of breath, the simple breath, and you know when someone is tired, the Greek, the Hebrew word is ruach, 
the Hebrew word ruach is the one, the forceful breath. <sighs> so God practically, <sighs> he breathed and gave us the scriptures. How did it come? Through cooperation of men. So I'm trying to say that God does not reach out to men without men. That is why Jesus Christ had to become a man to reach out to man. That is why I'm standing here preaching. But God could have appeared to you in your house, in your room privately and dealt with you privately, but he doesn't operate like that. Saul, when Jesus Christ appeared to him on the road to Damascus, in Acts chapter 9, Bible said, Saul said, what Jesus appeared, he said, I'm the one who you persecute. He said, what do you want me to do? And then he says, go into the city, you'll be told. There are men there. And then in the verse 11, God went to a disciple, say disciple. disciple. He went to a disciple called Ananias and said, Paul is waiting, he's praying. And in his prayer, he has seen you come and pray for him, for him to be healed. So go. He said, I can't go. No, they have already seen you. Just get up and go. Now, God had to go. Jesus appeared to him, but he had to send someone to go and continue the work. The initial appearance was just to, and Jesus never appeared to anybody in that way to convert them. The only time after his resurrection, after his resurrection, the only time he appeared was when he came to Revelation. So apart from Paul, when he came to Revelation and he gave us the letters, the book of Revelation, that one, it was Jesus dictating it for the epistle. He said, all that you see, write. So he was the one who was writing, but he wasn't writing his own ideas. He was writing what he was seeing. And so when you, I told you, when you read Revelation, he kept saying, write it. Sometimes he got so overwhelmed by the things he was saying, he stopped. He said, write, write, and send it to the churches. Not to the church, but to the churches. All right, so it's important to understand that God will always use men. Except a grain of which falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone, but if it dies, the secret is in your dying. The secret of what God can do with your life is in your dying. Appetite must die. The fleshly appetite is one of the biggest trouble on earth. And Satan loves to use it. I'm not talking about just appetite for food. I'm talking about appetite for things. Appetite for pleasure. Appetite for sex, especially in our time. Appetite for sex is being fun. Most men, you may decide that now I'm going to just concentrate on God and it will be coming to you. Those days you have to go and buy it or go and just, now you don't have to go, it's coming to you. And many women are also available because they are not afraid of sicknesses or pregnancy anymore because there's a solution for that. So they are also available. Previously, the women were even afraid. Even if you want to mess up, many women will not allow because they are afraid. But now they are not afraid. Even if they miss condom, they will get uh, money after <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm talking about. There's somebody here last night. You were spending the time with your boyfriend in your boyfriend's house. I'm prophesying. I know it. I know. I'm not. I know it. God showed me. I know. It's not necessary. I'm telling you. And if not once, it's been happening. But then today's on, I don't know. You are either getting close to the end of the um, uh, cliff. Spend nights 
in a man's house or in a girlfriend, but this one is a particular woman, you are here. Spend the night and woke up, got yourself ready, came to church. At least you did well for coming to church. <laughs> Tell somebody, well done, well done for coming to church. <laughs> in, in, in Lagos, in Lagos, we just say, it's part of the greeting is like, good morning. The next thing he says, well done. Well done, well done, well done, sir. Well done, sir. Sometimes, well, well done for what? But instead, it's normal. But I, my, many of my good friends are uh, from Nigeria, and well done, sir. Well done, sir. So I've learned it. Me too, when I meet my friends, well done, sir. Well done, sir. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you meet somebody, just learn the language. Well done, well done. No, it's well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Tell someone, well done for coming to church. So, so appetites must go. But it, to be human and to be physical, to be in the flesh means that you are stuck and locked with appetite permanently. That's why when church folks see others fall and they make so much noise about it, come on. Stop making the noise about someone you saw maybe drinking or getting drunk, which they, they shouldn't be, or you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because there are genuine people who are genuinely born again who don't want to do it, but end up doing it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And if you, you dance something like that, don't lift your hand, but if you know what I'm talking about, you can lift your hand. If, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah. It, it does happen now. So. It's not so much. Why do you, Pastor, why do you always mention sex? Because a lot of people are always thinking about sex, and most of the difficult areas of people's work is the area of sex. It's the area of sex, especially in our generation. There are people here who are so horny. Sorry, sorry, let's get serious. Let's get serious. I said, let's get serious. Why did I say that? Because it's human. And there's nothing you can do about it, boy. Learn how to live with it. And serve God with it. I like the way Bishop Dark puts it. Young people, when you feel so sexually charged, it's a sign that good, there's energy. Don't condemn yourself. You have energy. Convert the energy to do outreach. <laughs> do outreach. Do evangelism. Go out there. Religious people will make you feel, who? Oh, how come you have these feelings? Listen, it's part of life. That's right. That's right. That's right. Feelings are part of life. Do you, you hear what I said? Oh, yes. Feelings are part of life. Okay. Right from bishops, past, the pastors here, oh, yeah, yeah. they all have children more than one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you are planning for more, isn't it? No. Oh, but you told me you are going for more. I will change your mind. You change. <laughs> 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 so what I'm trying to say is that appetites are part of life. You must find a way to deal with it. And there's a way to deal with it. There's a way to deal with lust. 
So you don't always have to feel guilty when you are in church. I always have to feel guilty anytime God God shows up. You want to go back because God, I vow, I vow, I vow. How many times will you keep vowing? Grow up. You can automatically do well spiritually if you are not feeding your spirit. It's not a matter of the will. It's a matter of the spirit. The flesh lasts against the flesh. The spirit. And the spirit lasts against the Galatians 5, uh, 15, 16, 17. So that you don't, you are not able to do, they are in constant warfare. Your flesh is fighting your spirit. So whoever gets fed will win. Whoever gets fed, so you are a believer, and yet you are messing up. You are doing pornography all night. Pornographic brother. Pornographic tongue talker. And now the images begin to show. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? Man, you got to fight for your life. Fight for your that's why you have to get a message I preached on faith last Sunday and the, the previous one. Because we all thought being a Christian is based on just the things you do. No, it's based on who you are. And then from, because of who you are, you feed who you are, so you begin to behave like who you should, how you should behave. But if you don't feed who you are, can you imagine, you can be a perfume seller, if you don't wash, you understand that? Naturally, you're a top fashionist, you're a top um, beautician, but you, are, you haven't had a chance to take a shower for a few days. Your beauticianship, your perfume, and yes, yes, it yes, yes, So, yes. what I'm trying to say is that if you are not feeding your spirit, naturally you will fall. Mm. And you'll be caught by others, and they will say you are a hypocrite. Mm. Oh, what unbelievers like is to brand Christians hypocrites. Yes. As though they know what it means to be a Christian. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. Yeah. Unbelievers don't know what it means to be a Christian. They can see the signs of uh, someone God. But what it actually takes to be a Christian, unbelievers don't know it. Yeah. But someone must believe God. So when God gave me the theme of sacrifice, I, one of the things that was so strong in my heart and I shared with Pastor Wo, is sacrifices, sacrificing in little areas that we normally overlook. Start from the little things. Don't wait for the big one. If you don't, you are not supposed to, you know it's not good for you to eat after 8 p.m. Yeah. Start enforcing the sacrifice in that area. It may be something very, very natural. But start it. Don't be waiting for huge sacrifices. Start, the, it's the little forces that spoil the vine. Yeah. Last Sunday I said, if you can't, you are not waking up to pray. Sacrifice just five minutes and start. Call it a sacrifice. You actually didn't intend to, but call it our sacrifice and do it. Non-tithers. And non-giving believer. What kind of believer is this? Because believing makes you give. 
When you believe, it will show in your giving. It's not your money, by yourself. Mm. Yeah. You give yourself first, according to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. They gave themselves first yeah. before their substance. Yeah. But if you have not given yourself, then you become very, very economical with your substance. Ah, okay. You're struggling with your substance because yourself hasn't gone. Mm. It's easy for a woman to know a man who doesn't really love him. Hey. He finds it difficult to give. I'm not talking about wives, uh, husbands, no. <laughs> the dynamics of husband and wife is deeper, there is a lot. Uh, 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 the commitment to your life alone is an expression of love. So, so let, let's say this. <laughs> so that commitment is actually love in expression. But generally speaking, oh, I love you. I feel that. If you feel very nice about me, you do nice things for me, even before yourself. Somebody say sacrifice. sacrifice. Our supreme example of sacrifice is Christ. But before I go into that, in sorry, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says that I beseech you, therefore, by the message of God, that you present your bodies. Wow, I like that one. I like that one. Let's all read it together. Let's go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a sacrifice, which is your original name. How do you, what should you present? As what? It's interesting. Um, when I, it struck my attention when I saw your bodies. Because really, the body shouldn't be something that we give to God. He is a spirit. But I realized that until you get your body involved, your, your worship is deficient and it cannot be complete. Present your body so it's not only, it's all the tripartite human being, your soul, your spirit, and your body. And all is even mentioned in Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 says present your body. Verse 2 says present your mind, which is the leading part of your soul. So verse 2 is your soul. Did you see that? So he said, don't just bring your body, bring your soul. Because if you present your body and your soul is not in the best of shape, so long as God is concerned. In fact, it talks about Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, be that renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm -hmm. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in your spirit of your mind. Your mind is the leading aspect of your soul. If your mind follows your, 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 your um, emotions and your, your uh, will will also follow. So it's necessary that your mind gets renewed. He said, be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2, he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you go to verse, verse 11, it says that being fervent in spirit or burning in the spirit. A presented body, genuine Christian church life is a product of a presented body, a transformed mind, and a burning spirit. You need all the three, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit means burning in the spirit. You can't be an effective Christian, and for that matter, effect, you can't live the effective church life. God is going to reward us based on your church life. You can't live an effective church life if your spirit is not fervent, if your mind is not renewed, or if your body is not present. 
add your body. <coughs> so those who say, I don't have to be in church to worship God, they don't understand Christianity. Yeah. And may I say this, they are not spiritual. Yeah. They are not spiritual. Mm. Christianity and the Christianity is church life. Mm. What is church life? Koinonia, fellowship life, one another. If you are not in church, oh, ah, ah, but I don't like this kind of, find the one you think you like, like that can help you grow. If you are a Christian, you belong. You have to show us your spiritual address. I'm, I'm talking to somebody here. You, you, you go to church anytime you want. Yes, that's the You are a floating believer. <laughs> floating. Anytime you feel like today I'll go, I'll go. Tomorrow I'll go. Or uh, today, someone told me years ago, he said, when I wake up in the morning, I pray, and the Holy Spirit shows me what church to go. <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit does not, watch this, the Holy Spirit does not operate like that. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's probably another spirit. Yes. It's either the human spirit or because church, watch this, being part of a church means that, means that you, are, you are known and you know. Yeah. You are seen and you see. Those who watch it online, no one is seeing you. You are seen and you see. Paul said, I desire that, I desire to come to you that I might impact spiritually. I want to see you. Romans chapter 1, verse 11. I want to see you to impact. Mm. So, genuine church life includes seeing and being seen, serving and being served, forgiving and being forgiven. Accommodating annoying people and you annoying person being accommodated. <laughs> Is that what you get to something? Yeah. Well, and it, it, it calls, you can't live the Christian life without sacrifice. So he said, Present your body as a living sacrifice. God is part of this acting. It's God who is the living God. is part of this action. So you, some things must be impacted in your life. Your body must feel it. Mm, mm, mm. Something must give. Sacrifice means that the losing of something mm. or the loss of something. Mm. Something must be lost. Intentionally, willingly, you let it go. You make a choice to let something go so that God can be what he has to be in your life. And, and um, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, he says that you, we, we are living lively stones, okay, built up into a holy temple to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Mm. So we have been called to offer sacrifices. Mm. And the sacrifices start with your body. Mm. Years ago, when I used to be in Ghana, we used to sing a certain song, praise song. That, uh, that is a praise song. You know, we have all kinds of praise songs that are not really <laughs> praise songs. It says, my body, now God, I go give him. Yes. <laughs> I'll give my body to God. I mean, it's so scriptural. Sister, give your body to God. Yes. Uh, can I go there? Yes. Yes. So it's about time you let some guys know that, hey, I mean, my body belongs to Jesus. Yes. 
Tell him. Tell him. You are you have already given up your body to God. Is it not sad to say sometimes the way some of the ladies dress, you can tell their body doesn't belong to Jesus. What did you what did you say? It's on sale. I'm not talking about only when you come to church. I'm talking about generally, the way you present. But let's get more serious about these things. He said that we have been called, built into a spiritual house to offer up spiritual, a holy house to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Say spiritual sacrifices. Say it again, say spiritual sacrifices. The greatest person who should be our example according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 is Christ. Christ gave us example of sacrifices. Christ lived a life of a life of sacrifice. Christ, he lived a life of sacrifice. But we are talking about faith for sacrifice. It says that Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. And the life I now live, I live by, uh, how do I live? By faith. I can't, uh, how do I live? By Are you presenting your body to Christ? Yes. Sacrifice to Christ, come on, let's then flow with me. How do I live? By faith. How do you live as a Christian? By faith. How do you sacrifice? By faith. You have to do it by faith. When we say faith, we are not talking about feelings. We are talking about actions. Mm. We sacrifice by faith. Yeah. Without faith, you think you are wasting your time. Mm. 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 Yesterday I was having a chat with Pastor Charles. And I, <laughs> I was having a chat with Pastor Charles. Yeah. And then I was telling him that, you know, anything spiritual, requires constant faith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many of you have done some spiritual things and it gets to a time you feel like, okay, it's okay, I've done enough? Yeah. You have to continue by faith. Yeah. Prophet, even when it comes to the subject of honor, we have to continue honoring the man of God God has placed in our life by faith because there are times you honor to a stand that you feel like it's okay, I've done enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you, sometimes you may even, Satan will show you their humanity. Mm. As soon as you see their humanity, you feel like, okay, let me compromise. It's okay. We are all. No, no. But you have a. Bible says that, and they all bore witness mm. with the things Jesus was saying. Luke chapter, chapter 4, verse um, 22, somewhere there. When he says that today the scripture is fulfilling your hearing, Bible says that, and they all bore witness. The Bible, they all bore witness with him and marvel at the gracious. What he said in, their, in themselves, they could feel that it's true. But then their minds kicked in. He said, but we know him. So their, their mind kicked in to focus on his humanity. Instead of flowing with the witness they were having within them. Are you guys what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words. The words he was speaking were gracious words, but suddenly their minds kicked in. Yeah. But we know this guy too much. He's a carpenter. A carpenter can be speaking the way he's speaking. We, the other time, even when I went to collect the table, uh, he had. I asked him to, to make, I was so happy, I recommended him to everybody, and people like him. He's the, he was a known carpenter. Mm. 
How come he says he's a son of God? And yet, as he spoke, they could bear witness that the thing is true. But they are capping the, the knowledge of his, uh, uh, his carpentry, carpentership, I like that one. Carpentership was, was, guess what, was disrupting the flow of their spirit. So you cannot only flow when you switch to faith. Yes. So it is a psychological, that's what I'm going, it's a psychological issue. The more you hear negative things about pastors, mm. the less you are able to receive from pastors. Mm. Yeah. But usually, when you, when you encounter a pastor or someone the Spirit of God is in, you do, ooh, ooh. But some of you, as you came, some of you, you came, but you are still struggling. You came, you can't, oh, wow, wow, I feel it. But I said, oh, no, 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 don't believe this, 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 You are struggling now. You are just like the, 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 the Nazarites or Nazarenes or the people in Jesus' hometown. They, they, they were struggling. They could bear witness, but their minds were struggling. That is why to even receive from a man, you have to be walking by faith. A man of God, you have to receive walk by faith. <laughs> to, to, to receive. So most people, you see, what people can't stand is, and, uh, and God's servant said, what's your problem? Uh-huh. Yeah. I called this great man. I said, You are receiving an offer. Didn't you receive it? Didn't I say it? I'm almost saying, Somebody is receiving a miracle. It looks like those of you here are not interested. Somebody is receiving a miracle. Those here, somebody's receiving a miracle. It looks like those at the back here, you are missing out. Somebody's receiving a miracle. Please be seated. Bible says that, watch this. God confirms the words of his messengers. Yes, yes. The words must be spoken yes, for him yes, to yes. confirm it. Yes, 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 yes. And he makes diviners mad. <laughs> in Isaiah, it turns them backwards. So, the, it takes faith to receive from your man of God who God has sent to help you. Amen. When the angel came and spoke to Mary in Luke chapter five, uh, chapter one, all the pastor, all the angel was looking for for Mary is for Mary to release her faith to believe what has been said. So as soon as Mary said, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. You know, Zachariah couldn't believe. And he said, hey, I stand before God. Angel said, listen, I stand before God. I won't come and just be talking to you like that. I stand before God. But Mary, when she was struggling to believe because of her complexity of her situation, the angel had to pull somebody's testimony. Yes, he has to pull out testimony and say, see, it has happened already. It's you who don't know what's going on. A lot of people are receiving. They say, ah, be it unto me, according to your word. The angel left, and she was pregnant. So actually, she determined whether she'd be pregnant or not by the exercising of her faith. Therefore, when she went to Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, blessed, verse 45, blessed is she who believes. 
for there shall be a performance. See, so it's a blessed is wait, wait, wait. Elizabeth said, Blessed is she. It's talking about particular men. She believed, for there shall be a performance of the things that were told her from the Lord. And it came to pass that God visited Sarah as he has said. <laughs> God is visiting somebody. Let's get on the sacrifice quickly. I have to stop now. So you have to understand that it is necessary to exercise faith to be able to live the life of sacrifice. I'm about to say something nice. Most of us have faith to claim, faith to receive, but not faith to sacrifice. I receive. When it's offering time, we will know whether you really have faith. <laughs> I'm telling you. After church, when you go home, and the person who has offended you, mm. and you know in your spirit, you bear witness in your spirit, you have to forgive. Mm. And he said, oh, that's when it really hits home. Most of us have received here, but it couldn't manifest because your lack of sacrifice blocked it. He says, except a grain of which falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. The multiplication, the miracle is at the point of dying. Something needs to die for the miracle to show up. So if I preach and prophesy to you and I don't show you, does something need to die for the thing to be birthed or multiplied? I have given you a half gospel. An incomplete message. Something needs to die. Something needs to die. There's a young lady in our midst here. She's sitting here. She's screaming and shouting. I just thank God for her faith. She, she, last year, she suffered some sickness. And it, the sickness was looking like it had a terminal effect. It was a bad sickness. And this girl, this lady was losing weight, losing weight regularly. She would go to scan upon scan. Today they said this, tomorrow they said that. You remember that I'm talking about your care group member? She said this, tomorrow they said that, and she kept struggling. And then one day there was, and this lady, I called her a few times, prayed for her. I said, you must be free. You know, listen to this. Find, believe God to catch the man of God's attention. Yes. Yeah. It does something for you. There are some people out of compassion. Yeah. I'm moved. They have not even asked for prayer, but I'm moved. Like the lady I called, I said, you can't, you can't be in this church. And, because she's too faithful and her husband. Mm. You, you can't be in this church and remain sick. I had to, really, when in, my, in the prime of the flow, I called her out and spoke, and it happened. Yeah. There are others God will show me our prayer. Others God will not show me, but I just feel that, no, this girl, you must get a testimony. This, this gentleman, you must get a, some of you are going to be married this year. And I prayed for her a few times. I kept, I kept praying for her. I kept praying for her. I prayed, watch this, watch this. And well, I think she was in a relationship. Pastor, I think she was in a relationship. Uh, and then she, and the thing, nothing was getting healed. And one day she said, she said to herself, I'm receiving prayer from my pastor. He's doing everything. But I'm still entertaining this relationship, which I know I shouldn't. And she came to Pastor, she said, Pastor, one, I, I decided that my man of God has been speaking. Why don't I just obey? And she decided to obey. Now you remember. She decided to obey. And as soon as she obeyed, she went back to the hospital or something like that. Is that the story? And she went back. Is, is that not the story? You, you know about the story. You know about the story. Is that not the story? 
And she went and supernaturally, the doctor said they can't see the traces. Wow. She's been battling with her health until one day she said, why don't I obey my pastor? Yeah. Mm. And just take this step. Mm. Obey my pastor by faith. And she did it. Healing guaranteed. So all the prayers we were praying were not taking effect because she was blocking it. Not intentionally or knowingly, but because of the direction she was going, she was not willing to sacrifice that boy. Some of you don't know that boy in your life has blocked, is blocking your marriage. your marriage at the moment you are 28 we will be here 38 and it has been blocked yeah, because over 10 no this one you have to win. let him go don't say over 10 let him go you are not listening to me oh are you listening to me? Yes. Wow. Some people must go out of your life until Lot goes. Yes. God will not tell you, lift up your eyes and then see. Mm-hmm. You are clinging so much to Ishmael. Isaac won't come. Abraham went to God. He said, God, I can't do this. God said, listen to what the woman is saying. Listen to your wife and let Ishmael go. Listen to your prophet and let that relationship go. Amen. Someone shall faith. Do you have faith to receive that? Let that faith be translated into sacrificing some things. By faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Your sacrifice is not complete until you engage faith. Somebody shall sacrifice. Sacrifice. Shall sacrifice. Sacrifice. Jesus was number one person who kept sacrificing for us. He sacrificed and sacrificed and sacrificed. Today, um, I have to be rounding up as I draw your attention to the, f- you have to engage faith to sacrifice. Other than that, you'll be able to sacrifice. Yeah. Because it, you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. You will feel it. Take that step. And please, I don't want us to focus on big, big, huge sacrifices. Small, 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 small. Basic. Basic. Your initial obedience is what qualifies you for your next instructions. Or your current obedience is what qualifies you for the next instructions. Jesus Christ lived a life of sacrifice. His sacrifice, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26, Bible says that what Jesus did was a sacrifice for us. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. Let's look at these scriptures and then I close. For them must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin. How did he do that? How did he appear to put away sin? He came to sacrifice himself. Chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10. When you read from verse 10, 
verse 11. Verse 11 will tell you that they were sacrificing the Old Testament. Verse 10 says that, verse 10, Hebrews chapter 10, by the which we, uh, will we, uh, by, so by, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. Okay, so he, how, how are we sanctified through the offering of his body? Look at the next verse, verse 11. Every priest standing daily ministering and off, uh, offering, oftentimes the same sacrifice. So what do they offer? Sacrifices. They offering, they couldn't do it. Then Jesus, look at verse, uh, verse 12. But this man, talking about Jesus Christ, but this man, after he offered one sacrifice for sin. So Jesus offered one sacrifice for sin and sat down. So what he came to do is actually a sacrifice. That's why we are where we are. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 talks about the sacrifice of Jesus. He sacrificed himself. Ephesians 1, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself to us, offering and a sacrifice to God. Somebody say sacrifice. sacrifice. Say sacrifice. sacrifice. So Christ came to sacrifice himself. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 talks about Christ our Passover sacrifice. So Christ is our ultimate sacrifice, right? Therefore, patch out the, uh, the old living that you may be a new lamb since you truly are the unliving. For indeed Christ, our, uh, Christ, our Passover was sacrificed for us. So Christ was sacrificed for us. Let's say Christ was sacrificed for us. <laughs> now, so for us to follow, the one whose example we can follow when it comes to the matter of sacrifice is Christ. It's Christ. And we have to go through. How did Christ sacrifice? In his obedience. So you can't sacrifice disobediently. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? You can't sacrifice diso in disobedience. You block ability to sacrifice. That's why I said the little things. Sometimes you are going to call a friend and complain about what the other guy did. And then the Spirit of God will tell you, don't, it's okay, leave it. Yeah. Sacrifice that yeah. zeal to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So you are thinking about huge things. You are sacrificing a house. You are sacrificing a cow. You are sacrificing a car. You are sacrificing a shoe. No, it's basic things. Yeah. Little things. Little things. Sacrifice a sleep. Yeah. In obedience to God. Sacrifice bitterness. Somebody has done something, you are very angry, and you have vowed that you, you sacrifice it. Sacrifice your pride. Mm. Sacrifice the things that you, you enjoy. Yes. The areas of sacrifice, appetite, pride, or, uh, or, or ego, 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 husband. Mm. For there be, to be a godly peace in your family. Ego, choirista, for, there, for you to do well in your assignment in the church as a choirista, learn how to sacrifice your ego. You, you, are, you are a professor in music, and yet you are in the choir. This choir director is making so many mistakes. It doesn't matter. Humble yourself. Yeah. Sacrifice the ego. Some of us can't sacrifice to be part of any team. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too, if you are too busy to do anything for God in his house, excuse me, in his house, in his house, I'm not saying... Just going to town, looking at people who are in need and feed them, you are doing for God. What shows that you are doing for God? Yeah. Yeah. It's you have chosen to do it. Yeah. That's, that's what makes you feel good. Do you know when you do good to people? Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, can I give you a, can you imagine you want to give somebody a ride and they, they turn it down? You don't feel good at all. Yeah. <laughs> if you give it, yeah, you feel good. 
but I want to buy a shoe for you. And then you feel good. I want to. So most of the things that we do, philanthropic activities, is for ourselves. Yeah. Sacrifice is not for yourself. If you are too busy or too important to join a department and self, there's a problem of sacrifice. Present your body as a living sacrifice. And it's disobedience you're operating in. So I'm saying receive it. You are wondering why it hasn't manifest. What that testimony you have is just a tip of the iceberg. The main thing hasn't come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ was walking in obedience. Bible said he learned obedience. He didn't learn philosophy. He learned obedience. By the things he suffered. Somebody shout obedience. Obedience. Your sacrifice and your faith will be tested. Yeah by how well you're able to serve in church. There, there are people, when they come to church, ushers give them a seat, they, they are upset. How can I? Usher tell me to send you. Let's see, let's see. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. He's the one in charge. There are times, you know those um, temporal traffic lights, especially the one that the uh, workers, the manual one, they turn it, uh, go and stop. And when it's your turn, you are hurrying, and they turn you, you, but you have to stop. You are very upset with this guy, but you have, you have to stop. That's the same way ushers operate. Ushers say, sit here, just follow, follow them. But your friend is going there. It doesn't matter. The ushers say, go. Later, when you go, they tell her, can I go to <laughs> Pastor, some people go as far as saying that this usher doesn't like me. Oh. You have a problem. Yes. As long as you begin to entertain that thought, you will never do well in a lot of areas, mm. so long as church life is concerned. Mm. So let me finish on this by Jesus' obedience. Mm-hmm. Jesus was obedient in five ways. Number one, number one, at the age of 12, according to Jewish law, a 12-year-old boy is like when you are 21 here. Is it now 18 or 21? 18. It used to be 21. Now it's been brought to. That, that means your parents can give you the keys, go, and you can come anytime you because you are now an adult. Yeah. All right, 18. In Jewish times, it's a 12 year old boy. So you can't just be instructing 12 year old boy when now he's now of age. So they went into, the, into to Jerusalem, and he didn't come with, he didn't go back with them, Luke chapter 2, and then the mother, verse 48, went back, they were looking for him. The mother saw him, and he said, Son, why have you done that to, this to us? Your father, say your father. your father. Say your father. Your father and I have been looking for you. And Jesus said, don't did you know I have to be about my... He said, Joseph is not my father, please. Let's get it right. <laughs> Joseph is not my father. I have to be about my father's business. Now that I'm 12, I have to start my father's business before I become a carpenter, just for you to know my father's business. So he said, I have to be about my father's business. Watch this. And, um, and he said, don't you know I have to be about my father's business? Look at the next verse. But they did not understand the statement which he had spoken to them. The next verse. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject. The words are obedient. He knew who he was, but he willingly went and submitted. He willingly went. That's his first level of obedience. Willingly went and sat. Number two, when he came to baptism, John the Baptist has not, he's the only Baptist who was not baptized. <laughs> John the Baptist. He wasn't baptized. So when Jesus shows up in Matthew chapter 3, from verse 11, he said, um, 
after giving the introduction, who is coming after Jesus comes and said, baptize me. He told Jesus, no, I can't baptize you. You should rather baptize. He wasn't baptized. So you should rather baptize me. <laughs> and Jesus, look at Jesus' comments. It's very important. John said, indeed, I, uh, I, need to, uh, I need to be baptized by you. So he wasn't baptized. And you are coming to me. Look at the next verse. Jesus answered, and permit it to be so, for that it's fulfilled. Uh, for that it is fitting for us to fulfill all right. I have to do it. That's why Jesus said, all the prophets, he was the least. Greatest, but he was the least in the kingdom because he wasn't baptized. <laughs> oh, but he said, I have to do it. Are you listening to me? Yes. John the Baptist said, Jesus said, do it. He's, he had to obey to be baptized. Second level of obedience. Third level of obedience, Satan showed up after the baptism. Satan showed up and came to tempt him with the pleasures of the world, with the power of the devil, and, and with the passions of the flesh. The three temptations, the passions of the flesh, the pleasures of the world, the power of the devil. He said, I'll offer this to you. Now, when you study the temptation of Jesus very carefully, it will help you. You won't understand the temptation well until you try. Don't think about what, don't try to understand what was in the mind of Jesus. Think about what was in the mind of the devil. What was in the mind of the devil was more important about the temptation than what was in the mind of Jesus. What do I mean? Satan wanted Jesus to disobey God and obey him. That was his objective. Yeah. So that should tell you that it was a subject, it's, it's a situation of obedience. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, in in, in um, Romans chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible says that Adam fell through disobedience, and because of the disobedience of one man, all became sinners. Also, because of the obedience, Christ was obedient. He was obedient. So when Satan tempted him, he said, No, I won't fall for this. He said, turn, turn um, stones into bread to feed your personal needs. Wow. You have to be careful how you are so desperate to, to meet your personal needs. It can be emotional needs. It can be mental needs. It can be physical needs, but it can make you vulnerable. Satan operates in those areas very easily. You have to look out how to fulfill the needs of God through meeting the needs of others in the church and his work. Amen. Amen. So Satan said, Turn bread into uh, stone into bread. Jesus overcame that. He said, Look, if you can bow to me, I'll give you all this. Jesus overcame that. He said, Jump. And he'll give his angels in charge of it. Jesus overcame that. All the three areas of temptation, Jesus was obedient unto God. So that's obedience number what? Three. Praise. Obedience number four. I'm just giving you five. Obedience number five, number four was when Jesus said, me doing the will of my father is my bread. So all his life, he wasn't doing anything by himself. He was doing what God wants him to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? In John chapter four, verse 34, he said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. So he actually, his, and the entirety of his human living was embedded in obedience. He went to places where God wanted him to go. Obedience. I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand when you talk about the sacrifice of Jesus. So it's not just the cross he went, he said, okay, I sacrificed. But his entire life, from when he was a child, he walked in a life of obedience. It was all the part of the sacrifice program. 
sacrifice program. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is you cannot live a life of sacrifice if you, are, if you don't have a mind to obey. Obey who? Obey God. Am I communicating it to somebody? Your obedience will place you at the top of God's list. Mm. So then the final one is just at the cross. Before I went to the cross, Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. He went to pray. He said, Father, if this be your will, may it come to pass. Not as I will. Let your will be done. And guess what? Now, it's very interesting for you to know that when he said, not my will, your will be done, the focus is not so much on the will, but on the done. It's, it's, it's not... Um, uh, it's, it, it was an active obedience. No, well, if it's your will, or let your will be done. But I said, let your will be done. I'm going to make sure that what you want, that's what I'm going to act on. Mm. Do you understand that? Yeah. It was more of an action. Yeah. It wasn't just, uh, I'm trying to look for a word I mentioned the other time. Passive? Yeah, not a passive one, but, well, it wasn't just he was there, okay, let your will be done. Let, no, the focus is not on the will, but the focus is on the done. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you must be the agent of what God wants being established. Don't yeah. say, well, let it be you. No, you have to make sure it's, God is having it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Let God have it. Yes. Somebody says, I'm backsliding. You have to chase the person you backslide. So long as I'm alive, you never backslide. Amen. You, you, you have to enforce, not force the paper, enforce in prayer and in encouragement that this person will not fall out of church. Mm. There are people here who saw others fall out of church and you didn't do anything about it. God will require their blood from your hands. Yeah. There are others here who saw someone was at the brink of falling out of church and you were able to rescue and stabilize the person in church and God will also reward you for that. Amen. So when we are shouting, I receive. Oh yes, yeah, oh yeah. Make sure the other factors are also working together because all things work together. It's not only one thing that works on its own. All things work together all things, for good. All things, all things, all things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So in conclusion, Jesus lived a life of obedience. Philippians chapter two, verse five. Bible says he was, he was um, God. Though he being equal with God, did not count it robbery, um, equality of God, something to grasp on, but humbled himself. Say humble. humble. Bible says that he made himself of no reputation, taking upon himself, the, uh, 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 taking the form of a bond servant and becoming the likeness of men. Whoa, verse, verse eight, watch this. Being found in the appearance as a man, he, what did he do? He humbled himself and became what? Oh, oh I can't hear, he became what? Obedient. I know you are tired. He became what? Obedient. He became obedient to the point. That is the ultimate sacrifice. Something must die. And this year, I thank God for, I told you, that this year will be one of the most unique years in the history of this church. And that's the, that's the only thing he said God told him. He's a prophet. And the prophet came and said, God told this year is going to be amazing for many people here. No wonder God is leading me to teach these things. Because it's the root, it's the highway of divine favor. Amen. Sacrifice. After this service, you must walk gently when you go home and believe God by faith 
to clear some things out of your life. Yeah. Bitterness, let it go. Anger, let it go. Gossip, let it go. Amen. A certain toxic relationship, let it go. Amen. Ungodly associations, let it go. Amen. Certain things that you are keeping, you are holding on to. It's poisoning your work with God. Yeah. Let it go. And what is, uh, do you know what's interesting, Jessica? Just little, little things, not big things. Little things. Most of us are ready, want to sacrifice the big things, but little things we are not ready to. Wow. Little things. Little things. Wow. Wow. Little things. But that's the challenge to us, uh, all of us, including me. Yeah. Including me. When God told us, that year of sacrifice, I understood it very clearly. I may have to cut down maybe eating. <laughs> Even though I don't eat a lot. Yeah. There are sometimes I mean I want to eat like, like can you imagine that's so funny? Last night I was very hungry. I went for events and I was tired and I wanted to eat, but Saturday night is not a good time for a pastor to be eating fully. <laughs> so I said, no, I have to start obeying this sacrifice in every way. I told Pastor, I said, should I get you something? I said, no, I'm not eating. He said, oh, are you sure? I said, no, I'm not eating. He said, why? I said, no, I'm not eating. <laughs> it's personal. Bring it down home. There's something that you must let go. It may not be something so big, big or sinful or so strange, but something that you know God, will, God is asking of you. Sacrifice and see how God is going to smile on your life. You can't live a, a life of sacrifice without obedience. And I pray that may God give us all grace Amen. to move into great, strange levels of sacrifices. In Jesus' name, and all shall say, and all shall say. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.